0: Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our Creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this time is a time set aside for us to worship and pray, not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through the nose and let it out through the mouth, in through the nose and let it out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose, inside out through the mouth, inhale through the nose, seal the lips and exhale through the nose. Then just continue to breathe with your own rhythm of breath, inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose. Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So as you're here, just breathing in and out through the nose, I invite you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath, and know that he is as close to you as your next breath. Now just begin to notice what your breath is like. Where do you feel your breath in your body? Can you feel the pace of your breath? Maybe the quality or temperature of your breath? As you breathe in, is your breath high up in your chest or can you begin to let your breath come all the way down to the bottom of your belly Let your ribs expand, let your belly expand with the breath in. And as you breathe out, imagine that you're emptying a balloon, releasing that stale air, making room for fresh, life-giving oxygen on the next breath in. Now just begin to notice your body. If you're seated in a chair i invite you to plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this if so just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground wherever you are can you relax your shoulders away from your ears relax your jaw unfurrow your brow and just continue to breathe deeply the breath of life connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to practice breath prayer. This practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. Our breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians, 517 to pray without ceasing so in the quiet of your heart on your next inhale whisper i will run and as you exhale to get the prize inhale i will run and exhale to get the prize Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath, inhaling, I will run, and exhaling to get the prize. Friends, this sermon is one of my favorite sermons I have ever heard. Understanding the context of the Olympic games and how the book of revelation is laid out as a mirror to that was fascinating to me. As Aaron said, what John is saying in this book is welcome to the games. You are here as an athlete to compete. Friends, we are competing in a spiritual battle and we must ask ourselves, how are we running? 1 Corinthians 9, 24-25 says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Aaron drove home the point that how we run matters. That we must run in such a way as to win the prize that there is no second place and as i sat in the sanctuary listening to the sermon i couldn't help but laugh to myself at god's timing the night before i heard the sermon my husband and i went to top golf with some friends of ours i'm the most unathletic person you will ever meet like zero hand-eye coordination So after the end of the first game, I was super proud of myself when I came in second place. I had even beaten two guys. So I proudly took a photo of the scorecard showing that I came in second and then posted it on Facebook to show the world, look at me, I came in second. And then the next morning, I hear a sermon about how how we must run our race in order to win the prize and that there is no second place. That popped my pride bubble and made me think about how I am actually running the race of life. Am I running in such a way as to win the prize? Or am I content with second place? Maybe even bragging about it, doing just enough to get by. So friends, I ask you the same question. How are you running? Are you running in such a way as to get the prize? Or are you content with second place? As I say every week, there is no condemnation in Christ. This is just a space for you to reflect where you are at with the Lord. So take some time and talk with him about how you're running. Aaron goes on to say that 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8 tells us how we should run the race. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The thing that I've appreciated so much about Aaron's preaching is his call to action, his call to right living, his call that if I call myself a follower of Christ, my life has to look like something. And this sermon was no different. He said, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, run. Run in a way is to get the prize. I don't know about you, but I wanted to get up out of my seat and take a lap around the sanctuary. So as you reflect on 2 Peter 1, five through eight, take a moment and just ask yourself, where do I need to work on my training? Do I need to work on my virtue? my knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, love. Wherever you are, it's okay. What I hope this space does is just bring an awareness to the area you need to work on and then ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to work on it. He will help you. So take some time and just reflect as I read 2 Peter 1, 5 through 8 over you again. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Father God, we just thank you for your call to run. We thank you for your call to run in such a way as to win the prize, to not be content with second place, Lord, as we move out into our week and distractions come our way, I pray that you will help us stay strong in our training, that we won't get off course, that through your power, we will keep our eyes fixed on you and meet you at the finish line. It's in your name that I pray. Amen.